the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, Richie Owens! Welcome to the Moving Screen Podcast. My name is Richie Owens. This is a movie podcast where we talk about a movie while playing basketball. Uh, this is season two of the show. We're talking A24 movies. Uh, 824, play 24. Fun fun little thing I've been saying. Uh, I said for the last four episodes of the season. Uh, we're here at beautiful Mozart Park in Chicago, Illinois, between a building and the Metro and Amtrak rails. Uh, and I'm here with my friend Cassidy. And many baskets have been attempted, but nary a basket has been made. Mm-mm. What of that going to will one be made? No. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that going to be happening today on the pod. Um, <laughs> how are you? What's I'm, happening? Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, I guess I'm feeling violent today. I, yeah, I feel like this is going to be, you know, Michael Jordan has his, has his famous uh, flu game uh, where he... The, the rumor is someone in Utah, when they were playing the Jazz in the finals, poisoned his food. Whoa. So he was just, like, really, really sick on the sidelines, and he still scored, like, 45 points. Yeah, that's going to be me today. Uh, that's how I feel as I make that basket after having, like, 12 beers last night, waking up at 10 a.m. I did have two whole beers yesterday, so oh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty rough. <laughs> Um, what's, uh, what's your, like, sports history? Oh, boy. This is, like, how I like to get into things. So, I've never played basketball. Uh, I haven't until yesterday when I actually played basketball with you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we got practice in yesterday. We got some practice in yesterday. Um, I had not touched a basketball since I was in seventh grade. For reference for the audience, I am 30. Uh, (laughs) Um, you are in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in eighth grade. I have been held back a lot. Uh, only some of it was my parents' decision. Um, You're in a conservatorship, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, You're, we call you the Britney Spears of the comedy scene. They actually, Britney Spears' dad got the idea from me. Oh, cool. Not from my parents, from, from me. From you, yeah. I was like, this conservatorship has been really good for me, and I think that it would help her. Yeah, and you... You were what? Britney was 60. Britney's still like not even 40, right? I think she's exactly 40. Yeah. Is that it? No. So you were what? A six-year-old explaining that to Britney's dad? Yeah. I feel like... When did uh, the conservatorship start? When when did my conservatorship start? When did hers? Oh, hers. Uh, Do you know? Hers started in 2007, I believe. Oh, okay. So Isn't that when older. she had her breakdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, the old, the old head shave incident. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've all been Quite there. Quite literally. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, now she's like free and posts basically nudes on her Instagram. And so we've also all been there. <laughs> yep. um, I did play softball my whole life. Oh, yeah? So I don't know if that's going to help me at all today. But I mean, you know, you have the athletic spirit in you. Uh, the dog, as they, as they say, the kids. Uh, 
Were you good at softball? I um, I was really good at softball. I was on a team where everyone on my team ended up playing for a D1 school. Oh, wow. Um, I got an offer to play for a D1 school, oh, but I decided to go to school and not play softball. Mm. What D1 school did you turn down? Florida State. Uh, yeah, you don't want to go there. They won the national championship like two years later. <laughs> so I uh, missed out on that. Sure. I could have been there. And in theory, you were there. Ugh. Just maybe watching it on TV or hearing about it. True. But what about you, Richie? Did you play sports growing up? You know, uh, thank you for asking. Um, I played Little League Baseball. Okay. Uh, from uh, kindergarten, I guess, t-ball, whatever age that starts, to sixth grade. Kid on my, I felt like I was bad at baseball, and then a kid on my team uh, said, you know no one likes you, right? Oh. Uh, and this podcast is sponsored by Metro Rail. <laughs> Train One break! One of the most beautiful uh, ways to see us playing basketball. Up on the metro. Wave at us hello. Um, yeah, the... Uh, I did baseball, and I, I liked it till I didn't. Then I didn't do any sports in middle school. And then in high school, I did try out for the bowling team, did not make it. Damn, that's a rough one. I was a manager, uh, which is embarrassing. There's a photo of me in uniform, <laughs> uh, even though I just took score. Uh, and then I, sophomore year, I did wrestling and track. Junior year, I did wrestling and track. And uh, senior year, I just did track. Ah, oh, what was your track event? I tried something new every year. Oh, okay. So you weren't very good at any of them. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah master of none, but like kind of worse than that. Uh, I did pole vaulting. I did triple jump. I did hurdles. Those okay. were my those were my three for the three years I was there. Um I actually one season, one year, my sophomore year, I quit softball. Oh, really? And I ran track and it was wow. a deal. Uh because you were good and they didn't want you to leave. Yeah. Why'd you quit and why'd you do track? You wanted to I just, away? I had been playing softball like effectively every day of my life for yeah. like 10 years at that point and I was just really tired of it. Yeah. And I ran cross country in the fall and I was like, I like running, I may as well. Yeah. All, my, all your friends went cross country on the track. Too, yeah, probably. exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely, I feel like it's, it instilled in me in high school by quitting things, uh, <laughs> how nice it is to quit things. I feel like it's a skill. It is. I, I definitely like used it in, uh, my early comedy career. 
where I uh, would sort of be asked to do sketch shows and say yes and then realize the sketches were bad and say I'm out. Yeah. Or be a part of a podcast with uh, some friends who were uh, not being very nice to me and me going like, I'm done. Uh, it all feels good. I think that quitting is a really valuable skill in war, too. Yes. Like knowing when to quit. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's sort of been my, that's been what it's all been leading up to. War? Is, yeah, it's war. <laughs> I'm just really ready for, I, I don't want to go to war in Iraq or Afghanistan because I think that those wars are wrong, but I will go to any other war. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... I think there are some wars that are justified. Yeah. Like, yes. um, wasn't there a kangaroo war in Australia? I don't know about that. But you that don't know about awesome. the Great Kangaroo War in no. Australia? I'm not even making that up. No, I believe fake. it. Uh, I think they just got in a fight with a bunch of kangaroos. Oh, the people fought the kangaroos? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Michael Vick tried to do that with dogs, but it didn't take off. <laughs> He was like, right, we guys were doing dog wars? And they are like, no. <laughs> Actually, you're going to jail. I think the, uh, the he problem... Did his, he did his time, I will say. The problem for the kangaroos is that they were using old war tactics. Uh-huh, sure. So they also were... Also hard to, like, trace their uh, communication stuff. Right, and, uh... Can't do the... What is it, the imitation game with the kangaroos? Yeah. And you also uh, can't really... We were we were using guns and stuff, and they were, yeah. like, marching in formation with a little drummer <laughs> at the front. And yeah, it's I, a lot of people don't know. If you just give a kangaroo a drum, it knows exactly what to do. That was my favorite book when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> if you give a kangaroo a drum. I Honestly, you're a... You're an artist. There's no reason that you and I can't write that book. It is an allegory for welfare. Yes. Then maybe we can get some sort of uh, Seuss-type uh, legacy, minus the anti-Semitism. Or with it, you know, who am I to... Wait, Dr. Seuss wasn't Jewish? I feel like he... His last name was Geisel, right? Yeah. I thought, for some reason... I thought that he was an anti-Semite. I know Dahl is. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. If you like read his journals, he's, it's basically like, I wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a story about a nice little boy, and I fucking hate Jews. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they, uh, he had a great editor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that the original title of Charlie and Chocolate Factory was Charlie and the Final Solution. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay, you feel, you feel warmed up? I feel warm. Good. Uh, we're going to play a game of basketball to, to ten. To ten? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's make it, take it. Okay. So if you make your shot, you get to keep it. Okay. Uh, Take it out just past the three-point line. Uh, threes are twos, twos are ones. Okay. Um, 
and we're going to talk about the movie while we do this. Sick. We're going to talk about what year is it going on? 2017? 2018. 2018. I believe so. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about Hereditary. Uh, Nothing bad has happened since 2018. No. We have plenty of things to talk about. I, uh... I guess Midsummer just came out so soon after that it's like, because that came out in 2019. Oh. Um, and it feels like, oh, if you're, you know, if you're uh, doing one movie, it should take you at least two years to make a second one. Yeah, Ari's been busy. Yeah. And I could have wore my bow is afraid t-shirt but but you know my thoughts on that <laughs> i do i love it favorite is it my number one movie of the no mission impossible is <laughs> um uh, i um i gotta say i know we're gonna talk about hereditary yeah bo is afraid is my least favorite of his films <laughs> okay sure i I don't know how I feel. Mm, okay. I, I think that they're all kind of equal. Okay. I will say that I did, uh, for my second Bo is Afraid viewing, I did Mushrooms. Okay. Which Joaquin Phoenix said, do not do this. Yes, I remember. Uh, so I was like, that's a challenge. That's a challenge to me. Um, I did it, and he was wrong. It was really great. <laughs> uh, when did you first see... <laughs> This movie. I first saw Hereditary. Um, I saw it in theaters. Yeah, actually. Okay. So I saw it right when it came out. Um, I Are watched you, it again. I was in. Paint a picture. Oh, shit, where was I? I was either in North Carolina or Alabama, which really affects the viewing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, because religious elements. There, it's just like, well, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I, I People think boo I, when they hear the eighth king of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was in North Carolina. Um, and there you go. One nothing. I, Take it I, out past the three-point oh, yeah. line. I remember, um, I remember the first time I watched it thinking that it was... Um, I thought it was going to be a more jump scary horror film. Yeah. And then it did not end up being that. It ended up being much more psychological than I expected. Yes. But there there were still some jump scares in it. Um that got me. And Yeah, I mean specifically I mean we can jump around in it, but Tony Collette on the wall. On the wall and on the when ceiling. When I saw that like that and was And her sawing her head off, that yep. whole sequence is terrifying. Yeah. My it was I hate, on this podcast, I often will say what my letterbox review <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, of the movie is. And my one for this movie is that uh, Ari sort of uh, made um, like the most legendary horror villain of all time. And it's literally just Tony Collette. And she fucking <laughs> rocked it. She is so good. She's so good. Okay. Tony Collette in Hereditary or Tony Collette in Little Miss Sunshine? Oh. I Little Miss Sunshine's like one of my favorite movies. But she 
is the most forgettable part. Oh, really? Of that movie for me. Oh, she was so good in it. She's really good in it. Did she win an Oscar for that movie? I don't know. Did she? I don't know. Alan Arkin did, right? I think so. Um. Um. Yeah, I just think that she's so she's so good in this movie. Um, how much of the Hereditary Explained video did you watch? I watched one that was like 18 minutes long. Oh, okay. It was a sequel to the longer one. Oh, okay. And it had corrections in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you watch the longer one, you watch some fucked up shit. Um, well, the, the longer one, like, literally he does, like, an hour on the opening, like, thing of the movie, which is, uh, the, uh, Tony Collette's mom's obituary. Um, and yeah he's like he really subverts the a lot of movies start with text at the beginning but this one really subverts it (laughs) yeah I feel like Star Wars and Hereditary have a lot in common oh for sure (laughs) Uh, what if instead of payment it was Palpatine (laughs) you're so right honestly I was thinking that the whole film there were so many similarities one to one ow (laughs) Um, yeah, I, um, the first time I watched it, like I said, I thought it was going to be more of a straightforward, like, stereotypical horror film. Yeah, me too. And then I watched it again as soon as it was available on streaming. It might well. Um, and rewatching it was a much more enjoyable experience than watching it. I've watched this movie, I think, four times now. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what it is about it, but every time I am more and more afraid. I. It scares me more each time. I wouldn't say that I'm more afraid every time I watch it, but I do get more, like, unsettled or yeah. disturbed. Yeah. Like, I don't get scared. Like, I'm not like, mm-hmm. ooh, a scary part's coming. But I am yeah. like, this is more fucked up than I remember. Mm-hmm. And. I notice new fucked up details every time I watch it. Right. That's why I wanted to watch the the four and a half hour hereditary flame thing. Yeah. So I was like, I wanna I wanna see like I wouldn't say like the guy in the video that I watched, the bad video. Uh-huh. Uh bad because that guy has been canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two to one, right? Okay, um, I didn't know we were keeping score. <laughs> Isn't it your ball? Uh, yes, I'm good to check in. Oh. I know things. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, the guy mentions that literally everybody in the... Every character in the movie who isn't in the family is in the cult. Including, like, his high school friends. Yeah, like, the girl he has a crush on. Yeah, because... Named after Siren. Yes. And, like, yeah. And, like, there's a lot of herbs that are hidden and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and what else? Yeah. Oh, when he's kind of possessed at the end, his teacher is like smiling and welcomes him back to class. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I saw. I also saw this in theaters. It was at a time when I wasn't really interested in horror movies I used to sort of be like I'm kind of afraid all the time why (laughs) why would I want to submit myself to that horror's always been my favorite genre I didn't watch them as a kid 
I was watching like Tommy Boy. Okay. Um, I mean, I was too. I just made way <laughs> for diverse tastes. No, I I could only watch Tommy Boy. <laughs> um, uh. I also think that just like most horror movies were rated R, my parents wouldn't let me. Yeah. Do that, and then yeah. Once I, I feel was like eight, um, I had no interest in it. Hereditary was part of a big like horror renaissance yes. because like yeah, it opened up the whole. Uh, what's what's it called? Uh, height. It's not heightened horror. I feel There's like, like it kind of started it. with It Follows, and then like mm -hmm. then came like The Witch and Hereditary, yeah. and then Midsummer followed. And yeah, what's that? What's that term? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't? I don't know. Uh, it's two to two. Um, it's like it's a term for horror that's like a horror movie that's like more arty oh um i would see that being like high horror or something like that but yeah. i don't i don't know for sure makes you want to look it up um but i won't i appreciate shout it out from the podcast um yeah i saw this i, I saw it in theaters even though it was at that time in my life uh my friend luke taylor was like it was the scariest mo movie I've ever seen, and like a lot of people have been saying that on tw uh, like Facebook and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and three to two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and uh, so I was like going in expecting jump scares, like yeah. I saw M Night Shyamalan's like the vill not the village, uh, the visit, uh -huh. with which is like those old people. Like who pretend to be the grandparents and they're actually just crazy people. Spoiler. Uh, and there's a jump scare in that movie that literally made me go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then when the lights came on at the end of the movie, there were literal children in front of me who were not, <laughs> who were not afraid at all. Um, so I was ready for like that multiple times in Hereditary and never really got it. Um, but um, yeah, I I was just like, yeah, it was good. It's just like it wasn't that scary to me. And then I saw Midsummer and loved it, and was like, I guess I have to go back and watch Hereditary. This guy made that movie, and I did, and seeing all the little details and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to embarrass myself on your podcast. <laughs> hey, this is what the podcast is for. Embarrassing oneself? Yeah. <sighs> Literally during our test recording, uh, to see if this was at all doable, Elsie Howe went to go fetch a ball over there and just like fell <laughs> flat on her face. And we're keeping this in the podcast yes. so that people know about it even if they miss it. Well, Elsie posted it on her Instagram. Oh. <laughs> it's, on her, it's on her grid if you want to see it. <laughs> Uh, it's on my computer under Elsie Falls Down. At 33. Um, yeah, the movie starts with an obituary, and then it's Tony Collette giving oh. arguably the worst eulogy I could ever imagine. Yeah. If I had that eulogy 
If someone gave that eulogy to me, I would also turn their son into the eighth <laughs> king of hell. Um, yeah, Annie is not a is not a flawless character. No, did She's, you? I didn't know this until I watched like a behind the scenes featurette thing. Um, that the dad, whose name I can't remember. Peter. No, Peter. not Peter. Steve. Steve. Yes. Steve. Steve right? was Tony Collette's psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, I watched that in the video and I didn't know that from anything in yeah, the film. Yeah, they don't but... give you that at all. Um, I also have a bad habit of never remembering characters' names. Uh, That's helpful I remember when you run a movie actors podcast. Names if I know the actor. Yeah. But there are so many times on the show where I don't know the actor's name or the character's name and I feel bad. Um, yeah, the whole family is Steve, Annie, Ellen, is uh, the grandmother? Maybe. Is it Ellen? I think so. Um, Charlie and Peter. Yeah. And Charlie, God bless her. Uh, the first thing in Hereditary that scared me on my first watch, four to three, um, was Charlie at the uh, casket. And she like looks and that man smiles, that man's at, smiling her. Yeah. at her. So unsettling. Uh, which I guess Ari Aster says that payment is inside Charlie the whole time. Oh. Uh, okay. That's five to three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know if that means that she's supposed like Paimon's controlling her the whole time. Uh-huh. Or if that means uh, uh, that she he's just in there, sort of biding time. But they uh, that they do such a good job of making that uh, little girl. Um, every time I watch the movie, when she's on the screen, I'm like, I can't wait for you to die. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I like she just feels like she's suffering. Yeah. The whole movie. Yeah, she's um, she's a really interesting character. Um, I feel like I feel like I don't want to be afraid of her just because of like. There it is. Six to three. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't want to be afraid of her just because of like how she looks or how she acts no. or something necessarily because she isn't. Well, it is because of how she acts. In that, the actress is doing a great job of acting like. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That, uh, but she's just terrifying. She's a terrifying yeah. child. That click, or cluck, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, this payment is like a king of birds, or he is a bird or something. Um, oh, oh, come on. And, uh... Yeah, at, uh, after the funeral, Tony Collette's like. <laughs> uh, Tony Collette's like. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Twice in a row. Um, yeah, Tony Collette tells Charlie like, "You were Grandma's favorite." Also, I uh, didn't realize Tony Collette's dead brother who killed himself because uh, 
he said that his mom was trying to put a was trying to make him uh, I'm about to pull a Tony Collette's brother <laughs> but uh, she he's like oh they she was trying to like put a person inside of him and they said he was schizophrenic yeah but Which he wasn't like, schizophrenic he was telling the truth yep Mentally ill people can be honest, too. But his name was Charles. Yes. And the girl's name is Charlie. And she really wanted Charlie to be a boy. And included in the the plant thing I kind of mentioned earlier. Good defense. Oh! <laughs> um, there's, like, a picture of Grandma feeding Charlie from a bottle, which I have to specify. Because there's also a miniature of the grandma breastfeeding Charlie. Right. Um, and who hasn't been there? I mean, I was doing it until the other day. <laughs> uh, but they, like, if you look at the bottom of the bottle, you can see, like, a little bit of blackness, which is that same plant. Oh. Um, that everybody sort of gets fed to open themselves up to payment. Um, nice. Six to four. Uh, yeah, Tony Collette's like, you were grandma's favorite. She wanted you to be a boy. She like, wouldn't let me. Six to five. She wouldn't even, like, let me hold you. Uh, and that's, like... You don't realize how sinister that is until you rewatch the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I this is my third viewing, I believe, of Hereditary, and I I couldn't tell you how much I missed on the first two watches. <laughs> yeah, truly. Like, I I kind of feel like it's unfair how much is in the film. Yeah. Because it, I can see why people don't appreciate it on the first viewing. Absolutely. Um, I did not, I did not make the connections with Annie's brother. With what? Like, with Annie's brother. Oh, yeah. About him not really being schizophrenic, about Charlie being like a replacement vessel for him. Yeah. Um, and now those seem so obvious. Yeah. But I never made those connections before. And it's also, like, they talk about how her mom had DID, which is... Oh. What's, what's the idea again? Do you Dissociative know? identity disorder. Yeah. Um, which is like six to six. Um, they, they name a bunch of like mental health stuff, and it's like not none of it is true because of the, like the cult. Right. Um, but it is also like Ari Aster being like these are the things that. Our hereditary that got passed down to us. Nice. Seven to six. Um, Come back. You want to know what my favorite detail is that I missed? Yeah. All the chalkboards in the back of Joan's car. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So whenever Joan <laughs> sees her at the craft store, yeah. the back of Joan's car is open mm -hmm. and it's just fucking packed with chalkboards. <laughs> Joan is uh, Margot Martindale, right? Yes. Hello, this is Richie. Um, I, I think for the rest of this podcast, we're going to refer to uh, Joan as being played by Margot Martindale. Um, 
and it's not Marco Martindale, it's Anne Dowd. Uh, apologies to the to the Dowd family. Um, apologies to the Martindale family. Uh, I hope you can find it in your hearts to forgive us. <sighs> okay, back to the show. Uh, such a good actor. Eight to six. Um... Yeah, she gives a she is a good uh, supporting performance in this movie. I think my favorite oh, performance in the sorry. whole thing is Alex Wolf. Oh yeah, he's phenomenal. I guess I guess Tony's my favorite, but I feel like Alex Wolf is on a trajectory to be like the next like movie star. Not like a movie star that like people know him like worldwide right. like Leo I'm talking like like a like um what's his name from the before son Ethan Hawke like an yeah. Ethan Hawke style movie or like star. someone that like people who watch movies are like I have to go see the movie because because he's, he's in it yeah yeah because he's really good in pig he uh, is great in pig I feel like there's something else he was in really good in the naked brothers You're band such a good naked brother <laughs> Could not even tell he wasn't wearing clothes. That kid did not want to go to school. <laughs> um, I uh, I think that Tony Collette really took it away in this movie. Yeah. Um, I quote her every time I'm mad at my dog about something. <laughs> I will look at my I... dog and go, I am your mother! Have you seen... That scene is spoiled for me. Have you seen the SNL sketch uh, about Totino's pizza rolls? No! It's, uh, it's like one of my favorite SNL sketches. I'll look it up today. It's Zac Efron and Andy Samberg, our two teenagers, and Fred Armisen is the mom in this commercial. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's literally, uh, uh, Andy Samberg. I'm just going to explain the sketch to you. Okay. Uh, Andy Samberg's like... Oh man, Totino's pizza rolls are the best. And Zach Efron goes, "Yeah, plus it's better what she usually makes." And Fred Armisen is given the line he's supposed to say, "Hey, I'm your mother," but the, him he can't understand that. So every time it it gets I to that line, he goes, yeah. "I am your mother." Yeah, I've seen this, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and he just builds and builds and builds, and it's very good. There's also a sketch on that uh, episode with Zac Efron where they do uh, High School Musical 4, uh, where his character returns from college to give a speech at the school, and he's like, I don't know what kind of high school we go to, but our skills do not translate to the real world. <laughs> He's like, we must be in some sort of musical theater basketball league because I am not good at basketball. Whoa. Nice. Eight to seven, I think. Um, yeah, check out check out Zach Efron hosting SNL in like 2007. Okay. <laughs> uh, so someone sent you the... Fred Armisen sketch and was like, this is hereditary? No, I just saw, I knew the sketch and I saw the movie and when she says, I'm your mother in the theater, I was like with my ex and who also knows the sketch and we were both like. <laughs> That's funny. 
Um, Love to bond with an ex. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things you can do in this world. An ex is the best thing you can have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to make uh, shirts that say promoted from ex-girlfriend to best friend. Mm. Damn, we, we got to stop talking about exes. We're, <laughs> we're swerving into midsummer territory. <laughs> That's true. Um, what? trying to think of like where we are we're kind of all over the place we are a little all is, over the map which is great and that's um, sort of the chaotic energy i feel today i i um i love the like how bodily the film is and how uh like the focus is so much on the B-O-T-T. physical reactions of everything and B-O-T-T-L-E or B-O-D-I-L-Y? B-O-D-I-L-Y. What is the other word? Like, contained. Oh, no, 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 no. Like a bottle Not not bottled up. (laughs) (laughs) Not bodily. Bodily. Like, um, like the losing of the head and that Mm -hmm. being, like, such a symbolic thing, but also the, like, the physical reaction being, like, the asthma attack that causes her to lose the head, but then also the naked bodies being so prevalent throughout Mm -hmm. the film and the body being stolen from the cemetery and placed yeah. in the attic. And it's all like our bodies are, are just vessels for something larger. Than right. Ourselves. Yeah. It like it's true. It's, it's in a way like a film about how f- like fragile and susceptible our physical forms are. Yeah. And I really enjoy that part of the film and how it emphasizes that. Um, I, I mean, after this and Midsummer and Bo, I, during this watch of Hereditary, I googled, uh, is Ari Aster's mom alive? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's game. Good job. Hey, good job to you. (laughs) Um. Is there a sex scene in Bo is Afraid? There's not, right? Yes, there is. There is? Who who has Uh, sex in Bo is Afraid? Bo has sex with Parker Posey, and he comes so much that it kills her. (laughs) Right, that's right. I forgot about that scene. It's so interesting to me that, like, I feel like Hereditary of his three films is the one that focuses on the body the most in my mind yeah. but is devoid of sexuality yes which I find that's to even be like, like a, the one girl that he has a crush on like it's him like what looking at the top of her underpants uh, if even it's just like her button jeans yeah. I think like uh, yeah because she has the apple bottom jeans and those furry boots yes um, Isometra Hello, lovely people. Enjoy your time in the suburbs. Um, yeah, there's there's no there's no sex. There's barely any happiness in this movie. Yeah, I would say there's no happiness except for the cult, who is ends up being very happy. Right. Um, now that the game is done, we're gonna play a different game. Okay. Which is horse. Sick. But. It's long. We could play payment. Let's do payment. Okay. Cool. Uh, P a i m o n. Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna actually look that up because I'm pretty I sure don't want to be wrong. I'm pretty about sure it's P a i m o n. If I'm right, I get the P automatically. <laughs> that's that's true. That's your first shot. 
Uh, if I'm wrong, you get the P automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's P A I M O N. Correct. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna play Payman. Uh, yeah, I I I mentioned it briefly, but uh, I googled if Ari Aster's mom was alive, uh-huh. and she's uh, an artist. Okay. And a, uh, po- a poet. I was about to call her a poetician, but that's not what those that's people a, are that's, a, that's one who, who, <laughs> who does runs. scholarly poetry. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm just going to shoot from right here. I'm going to miss it. Um, but, like, a, a lot of her poems are like, I fucked up my sons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and her, a lot of her, like, paintings are like dark and it kind of reminded me of like David Lynch's paintings so it would make sense for Ari Aster to make a bunch of movies about inheriting uh trauma and mental illness and uh also like uh I, I think I read that or maybe they say something in Hereditary um where they're like, she, or it might have been the video, I don't know. The Tony Collette has like a, a spark in her to just always be doing something, and so uh-huh. does Charlie. Like, Tony Collette's always making these miniatures, and she's like, you know, all, she's literally throughout the whole movie's always working on those things. And then Charlie right. also is just like, she's like creating stuff yeah. and like drawing in her notebook. Yeah, and that's that's another like hereditary thing. Um, Right there. Can you uh, refresh me on the rules of payment? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. So you take a shot from wherever you want, any kind of shot. You can get creative, you can get fun, you can be uh, normal. Uh, and if you make the shot, and uh, I, I have to make the exact same shot. Oh. And if I miss that shot, then I get a letter. Un- and we play until one of us spells out payment. Oh, so it's bad to get letters. Yes. Oh, I thought it was good to get letters. No, See, no. I was all fucked up. Um, can you imagine raising a beautiful child and uh, giving them what you think is a happy childhood? <laughs> and uh, they, they become a famous film director one day, and they're like, Mom, come watch my, my debut <laughs> feature film in Hollywood. Yeah. It's and like that, it's uh, hereditary. it's that, uh, uh, what's it, that, uh, euphoria play meme, uh, where they're like, is this fucking play about us? Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm gonna bank it. Uh, that's probably what Ari's mom was, was thinking. Um, okay, I'm just gonna do a layup. Nice. So do I give it back to you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like the, the whole sort of thing, I mean, we haven't really got into, uh, Peter and Annie's relationship. Um, could have been cool. Um, 
Yes! Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. Uh, nice little bounce shot. Ugh, yeah! Also, if you're listening to this and are like, oh, I wish I could see the video footage, go to patreon.com slash moving screen. $5 a month. You can watch every every episode. Uh, or just listen and hear people go, ooh! <laughs> ah! and a lot of heavy breathing. Uh, but, yeah, they... Annie and Peter have just, like, a... Like a pretty typical teenager mom relationship. Like, yeah. I mean, it's definitely toxic. I don't think Annie's a good mom. I also think that she was raised under bad circumstances. Right. Um, I think that um, her relationship with Peter wouldn't be cast into such a bad light if she didn't have such a better relationship with Charlie. Yes. And I also think that uh, Peter and Steve's relationship is really nice. I also Agreed. just think Steve is a mostly nice man. Yeah. Although, as a psychiatrist, he should have recognized his wife's uh, growing uh, insanity. Also, maybe don't fall in love with and marry your patient. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Bad move. But again, who hasn't? Unless my therapist is listening, in which case, it's a good idea. Um. But, yeah, he's, like, the whole time is, like, you guys okay? <laughs> he's, he's basically, like, a waiter in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He really is, um... He's just, like, everybody doing okay over here? Is there anything else I can get you? Yeah, he, um... He's such a good actor, too. I he can't is. remember that actor's name. Gabriel um, Byrne. He's so good. He is good. And he's so... I don't want to say underutilized, because I think that he plays the perfect role. Yeah in the film. Yes. But I wish at the same time that he had had more to do. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't know how I would have given him more to do, but I think that he he's an enjoyable person to watch. I'm going to throw this off the porter, and then I'm going to catch it and uh, uh, make the shot, hopefully. Okay. All it takes for me to make a shot is for you to think I can't. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that's just, uh, that's, that's men and women. <laughs> Adam and Eve knew it first, baby. Isn't that like the main thesis of, of Barbie? Now that's a movie. <laughs> Almost as scary as Hereditary. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Left hand. Oh no. <laughs> you found my weakness. <laughs> Hell yeah. You, truly, you can only make shots like that. <laughs> um, I think that. Yeah, there's. So, Peter, like. Annie makes Peter take Charlie to a party, which is just a bad idea. That's a bad idea. It's a like, bad call on her as a parent. It's a bad... Yeah. It's it's stupid. For so many for reasons. For so many reasons. Like, I I mean, I 
she's what, so 13? Um, and he's probably a senior, or he's probably like 18. And you know what? Uh, I'm gonna pause you for just yeah. a second. Even worse, knowing that they are not responsible enough to bring her EpiPen places, because that's yeah. one of the first things she says mm -hmm. in the film at the funeral, Yeah, she's, is that they yeah. didn't bring the EpiPen. And you should just have fucking EpiPens in your car, right? They should be fucking <laughs> sewn into your jacket pocket. Um, but like, don't, don't make your 13 year old daughter go to a high school party, you know? Right. Like, I, my brothers are like five years younger than me and I wouldn't have taken them with me to like a friend's house. No. I would go to their parties because I was older and cooler. Oh uh, yeah. But. It's fun to be worshipped. <laughs> yes. Of course. Nice. throw. Um, it is fun to be worshipped and that's why I really relate to the ending of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I said that I was going to the parties in that my brothers would throw parties at our house. Oh pee. no. Now we both have a pee. Um, my brothers would have parties at our house and I would just be there and yeah. uh, get drunk. And now grandma style. I should have called it uh, Ellen style. Oh, that was so close. <laughs> And that would have fucking burned it your ass. Been awesome. Molly Ball. But they, uh, yeah, the, did one of the, the video you watched talk about how the nut chopping scene where they're chopping nuts at the party to put it in the cake, uh, is like timed perfectly with Tony Collette later hitting her head on the. No, it didn't. Yeah. Wow. That makes. Quite I, a connection. Is there anything uh, I have to do specifically, or just no? Anything? I just good job. I didn't do anything fancy. Um. Oh. But yeah, he. Also, his texts with his friend are very funny. They're... Do you want to go outside and twirl around? <laughs> it's like come to the party and bring that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do you do you believe that his friends are in the cult? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's the only one like his friend who smokes weed with him is the one who's I think uh, like the biggest maybe, but because of how much they use like the plants and stuff to uh. open him up to payment, him smoking weed with him just it makes sense that he would. Uh, yeah. That that's like because he freaks out. It's right there. Because uh, he freaks out towards like right when everything is kind of happening. Uh, he says like my throat is getting bigger. Right. Which is what Charlie. Which is what says. Charlie says. Yeah. Uh, and it's while he's smoking. Oh no! Yay. Um. So I think that even could be like Payman saying that, right? Because that or maybe Charlie. Because that's again the same word, the same word, and that's not something that I feel like he would say. Right. Um. I um. Damn. Before that video, I had always just viewed that as like a PTSD response. Yeah. Me too. Uh, and it might be, but they right just re-released. Yeah, right there. They just re-released the A24 PAI. 
824 is like 824 puts out really nice screenplay books. Yeah. Um, I have a couple, and I have a couple, and, and I've never like read the scripts, but I just like having them because I think they're they look good. Um, I'm gonna grab a sippy. Yeah. Good call. Which ones do you have? I have uh, 20th Century Women. I have The Lobster. And um, there's a third that I can't remember right now. What's uh, What are the, the good movies? <laughs> <laughs> um, from A24, Minari. Last Black Man, uh, Green Knight. I, have, I don't know if I would call that one one of the good ones, but I have the Green Knight 4K, like, which they also put out really uh, good, but too expensive 4K, like, books mm. with the movie in it. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't know why I can't think of that that third movie. Um, what if it is hereditary and I just forgot I had it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, just right there. Nice. Okay, now I truly am like, have to look it up. I like to let. Damn. M. Yeah, I am. Pain. My favorite band. I'm in pain. <laughs> Alana Payne. Oh my god, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day and there was a picture of of um, Taylor Swift on stage in LA with the Heim sisters and <laughs> someone commented on it and said, Taylor Swift needs to pay those lady guitarists more. <laughs> 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 Imagine being high and being reduced to one of Taylor Swift's lady <laughs> guitarists. Oh, so funny. This movie could have used more Facebook. Yeah. There should have been more more in, more online in this movie. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It literally, I literally might have the Hereditary book. I am not <laughs> recognizing any of these things. Who knows? Maybe I'll edit myself in later saying what it is. <laughs> because none of these look like ones I've had. Or maybe I only have two. Hi, it's Richie again. There is no third book. Just just those two. I guess we'll find out. Um, but yeah, I feel like they also talk a lot in the, the video like that the script isn't exactly what happens in the movie. Um, mm. There's like some changes. Charlie also like they weren't looking for someone like who looks like that actress. Um, they just like she auditioned. They're like, this is this is her. Yeah. Uh, and she's perfect. Uh, yeah. So when she meets Margot Martindale at the What's her name? Joni? Yeah. At the thing. I think everybody at the uh, meeting is a cult member. The grief counseling meeting. Um, there's this good 
little shot of uh, their mail already in the yeah. mail slot, and then someone puts in. Uh, so I, I want to argue with you on this a little bit. I don't okay. think that everyone in the grief counseling meeting is. You don't think so? I don't think so. My reasoning for that is because in the in the first grief counseling meeting, when Annie is talking, no one is looking at her except for Joan. Mm. Joan is like locked on her the whole time. Interesting. So I feel like either everyone would be looking at her or right. Joan wouldn't be so obviously looking at her. And maybe it's a ploy to for her to be the most recognizable to her later. Hmm, maybe. Like, oh, you were the one who was like interested in my story. That's fair. That's fair. That could be but, true. I don't know. I just I I want to I want to be on board with the yeah. everyone in the movie as a cult member, yeah, but that actually too. kind of detracts from the story for me. Yes. I well, I don't think everybody like I don't think all of the kids at school are but I feel like um I don't know. It's it makes sense for like the two people who like he really interacts with to be but then all the kids at the party being a part of it i guess it's right. a big cult i don't know i really love uh, how could it be that big tiny and annie and steve not know about it <laughs> um because the mom sheltered her from it the mom was yes. obviously or the yeah ellen or whatever uh, Helen? No. I thought it was Ellen. It's probably Ellen. Um, they, like, I think that they had to be shielded from it, uh, in order for payment to, like, enter the body. Oh, shit. Uh, Paymo. Oh. Paymo. Uh, my favorite Adventure Time character. <laughs> I was about to say, one of my favorite ways to share money with friends. <laughs> That's what they should have named the app. I don't know how to bend somebody. <laughs> uh... I, this has nothing to do with hereditary, but I thought of it yesterday at Ian's. Um, nice. Did you know that they... Has to be a jump shot. Has to be a jump? Uh-huh. Um, did you know that they asked Destiny's Child what their favorite uh, football team was? And what'd they say? Each, each person. Bills, Bills, Bills. Jesus Christ. Puh. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> so you have A now? Yes. I'm, I'm going to come back. <laughs> you are. I... Wow. Again, a jump shot. <laughs> I was right at the corner. Yeah. There you go. Pay. Uh, you were heating up for a second. I know. All right, I try this fucking every time. No, 
I'll never make it, but. I'm so glad you didn't make that. I would have had no chance. Ah, that would have been fun. Um. So yeah, I did. I remember being like, because payment is like not mentioned at all. Uh, One hand only. There you go. Now I'm a lot of time. Um, Payment's like only mentioned in one page of a book. So the first time, at least the first time I watched it, the ending, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? But on each uh, viewing after, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's weird that there isn't more like... Then you miss it and... It's weird that there's not a more substantial lore given to us about payment, yeah. I think. But I think that that like, works really well for Ari. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. Um, I just, I'm surprised by how much he does with so little. Yeah. Oh, I really thought I was going <laughs> to get that M. Uh, I have the M. Oh. Yeah. I so thought that would have been the O. We'd be all tied up. A jump shot? A jump shot. There you go. Oh, yeah. Next one. I think the right when the uh, one handed jump shot layup. Yeah, I lose. <laughs> uh, congratulations. <laughs> I am the eighth king of hell. Um, I, I do think I just want to talk briefly about before the show ends the, yeah let's do it the terrifying end uh for the family where she tries to burn charlie's book and it sets her on fire for a second so she has peter do it thinking that she's sacrificing steve. herself she has steve she's do steve it, do it mm-hmm. thinking that she's sacrificing herself because uh, she thinks that the book will set her on fire like it did um which is like the bravest thing she does in the movie. Uh, but then he throws it in there and burns and she screams and gets inhabited. Did you rewatch it this week? Mm-hmm. Am I misremembering? I thought he didn't throw it in. I thought that she ended up throwing it oh, in and she it still d- yeah, caught no. him on fire. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so she throws it in and it catches him on fire, which I, I took to mean that it was not reacting to the person trying to burn the book it was reacting to the person trying to block the possession yes uh that's interesting i feel like it was a trick played on her to make her think that if she burns it then it's going to burn her so she i i think that she really thinks well obviously she really thinks that's going to burn her alive but then it burns him and that is sort of the sacrificial flame that lets payment into her body. Right. I think. Amtrak Midwest. Holy cow. 
hello to everybody. Salute our veterans. Um, yeah, I think that every... Um, everything after that moment is just like... Because she's in the corner of his room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she scurries away. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Like a cockroach. Uh-huh. So freaky. He... Uh, is running away from her and gets up into the attic mm-hmm. and she is on the attic banging her head against the ceiling. That That is actually the single most disturbing part yes. of the film to me is her banging her own head on the ceiling. That and her face when a minute later she's somehow in the attic and cutting her own head off. Yeah. Um, both very upsetting. That man who smiled at Charlie uh, is there in the house, totally naked. Same, same big smile, same beautiful mm-hmm. smile. Um, in the video I watched, they were like, he kind of looks like his friend at high school. <laughs> like, the one who smokes weed with him. Oh. Um, huh. I didn't make that. Connection. I don't know. It's probably not even a connection, but... Um, I wonder what the out. casting process was like for the cult members who are just naked and smiling. I, uh, yeah, it's... Maybe just like a Craigslist post. <laughs> Will you be nude in in my movie and be really happy about it? I um I think that yeah everything really. So the video that I I also watched one of the Hereditary explained videos and the mm-hmm. video that I watched says that the the journal being burned is where everything starts to unravel. Yes. But I actually think that. It, it, it's like, I think that Charlie's head coming off is the unstoppable beginning of the process. I, see, I even think that it goes back to grandma dying. I, I think it's just, yeah. we see the unraveling the whole time. Yeah. But that that's, the fire is when it's just like, the whole movie you're going up a roller coaster. Right. And then that, he gets lit on fire and then it's yeah I feel like that is the climax of the film for sure Um, Um, but it's not the typical you know story structure you know what I mean the line up down I feel like it's literally like just escalating action yes peak it's a V or an A without the middle thing Um, but yeah then uh Peter gets, uh, it jumps out the window. I guess he, uh, does he, you think he dies when he jumps out the window? So I, I, um, I, the first time and the second time that I watched the movie thought that he died when he jumped out the window yeah. and that's how he was able to be possessed. Yeah. But the person who's explained video I watched <laughs> is pretty sure that he didn't die. Yeah. Uh, and believes that he is alive but is weakened by the fall, like he broke bones or something. Yeah. And because he's in a weakened state, mm. Payman is able to take possession of his living. Yes, being. I think that that's what it is. Also, in the on the page with uh, Payman on it in the book, he's holding a hand in his hand, and the hand is doing this, which is what he does when he's possessed in, in high school. Yeah. yeah, which that honestly, as good as Tony Collette is in the movie, that is like the best acting for me just like that one scene where he's like possessed and bangs his face yeah and 
uh, contorts his, his yeah. like whole body. And he for just it. looks so fucked up. And I unfortunately think he was a method acting. Mm, I yeah. Heard, I think I heard that he that he was giving his corporeal <laughs> being to yeah. I think the demons. I think he truly like at the end of uh, the shoot, like they rapped, and he was like, "Hi, I'm Alex." To everybody, yeah. Which is like. Uh, I heard that at the end of the shoot, it wrapped and he couldn't stop saying, hi, I'm payment to everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know that. But, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. He he gets possessed by payment, goes up into the, the tree, the tree house, house. Which, we, which is, we haven't talked about the tree we have house not. at all. A beautiful tree house. Also, A24 sells uh, little molds for gingerbread tree houses. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fun. Um, I, they should sell. Do they sell the, the midsummer cabin, the yellow one? <laughs> um, they, I think I saw something about that, like a candle holder or something. Mm, okay. Incense holder, maybe. Um, but, yeah. The treehouse is so interesting because it's like, I, I, I feel like there is something to the trickster god and the connections to like childhood and whimsy and yeah. playfulness. I'm also just realizing now that if you are the king of hell, it might be easier for you to sleep in a cold treehouse. Because, mm. you know, fire and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's why Charlie is like sleeping up there and her mom's like, are you, a f are you an idiot? She's like, But oh, they no. also have that huge heater in there that's always. Yes, been. but the, the mom uses the heater. Charlie never does. Oh, okay. Um, but that heater causes a great light. Um, that Alex uh, Wolf goes up in that treehouse. There's a bunch of naked people kneeling. Some people who have uh, like towels on their lower back, I think, to not show their buttholes. Uh, and Margot Martindale is like, you're the eighth uh, king of hell. We had to kill your girl form so you could be in a stronger male form it'll pay him in. Hmm. have you seen the comparison shot of the ending shot of hereditary and the shot from night of the hunter no terrifying there's a movie. yeah another terrifying movie um really good it is really good but it, it's also like it's a it's a terrifying movie, and then it ends, and they're like, "And Merry Christmas, everybody!" Yeah. <laughs> um, the the shot, the final shot where they're in the treehouse and it's isolated on black like a miniature. Mm -hmm. uh, it mimics almost exactly a shot mm. from Night of the. Oh Hunt. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that shot now. That's a that's a good one. Fuck, I didn't realize that. Which that's a really interesting connection because. Mm -hmm. The villain in Night of the Hunter is is not literally a devil or demon, but yeah. is probably exactly. the most. He's actually a holy man, right? He is a well. He's <laughs> he's pretending. He's a holy man. Yeah. But he's probably as close to a demonic figure as a human yes. could possibly Absolutely. be portrayed. Um. You talked about hereditary. We did. We talked about hereditary. Um, the last thing, and I'll I'll go first, um, is you give like a little succinct review of the movie. Okay. And uh, when you're leading up to your score out of uh, five severed heads, okay. Uh, try a slam dunk. 
Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like a train is coming, and it sounds like a slow one. And I'm wondering if we'll I should wait. Minute. I guess we'll see. Or is that like a helicopter? No. about family sure and what more relatable theme could there be than family true I think it's a beautiful homage to a mother-son relationship yes uh, and I think that the first time I watched it I was scared I said ah yeah the second time I watched it I was intrigued I said ooh yes and the third time I watched it I was pleased and I said <laughs> yes Okay. Which is why I would now give it <laughs> four stars. Four severed heads. Four severed heads. Uh, thank you for doing the show. Thanks so much for having me, Richie. Is there this anything has been a you blast. want to promote? Nope. I, uh, I just want people to keep listening to your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. I do too. And it's, uh, if you liked what well, you heard, uh, patreon.com slash moving screen. $5 a month. Uh, video, footage of everything. And you can see this beautiful train, and the man waved at us. Oh, he did wave at us. That was uh, very sweet. So maybe you can see that. Uh, yeah, what, what's your Twitter handle? Heavenly Grandpa? Yeah, Heavenly Grandpa. Cool. Uh, uh, follow. Uh, I'm, I'm Richie Owens. Uh, like and rate and review, all that stuff, you know. Uh, it's a wonderful world where you get to promote stuff promote something at the end of that thing uh, but I guess all there's left to say is I'll uh, see you on the court and hail payment oh and hail payment you're right <laughs> oh shit he's here <laughs>